0: The piece of music we're listening to is called sunlight meditation. It's a really gentle, calming piece which might be used for meditation videos or yoga videos. It's an example of using silence and going away from a tempo grid to create intrigue and a sense of calm. You're listening to How I Make Music, a weekly show in which I break down one of my original soundtracks and explain the stories and insights into how it was made. My name is John Bartman, I'm a music composer from South Africa, and this is How I Make Music. Welcome back to How I Make Music for this particularly calming episode of the podcast Regular listeners of the show know that I take the separate parts of the track and I play them back one by one and explain some of the insights into why and how they were made. Before we jump in, just a quick reminder that I really welcome and love your feedback, so get onto YouTube and search for How I Make Music Podcast. You should find episodes by me, leave a comment on one of the videos, I'd love to hear what you think of the show, and I'd also welcome your feedback on how to make it better. All right, all of that aside, let's get into the breakdown of this track, Sunlight Meditation. I'll start off by playing the bell sound on its own. Give this a listen. It's got the sound of... Something that might sound like what you hear in a temple... Something like a. Almost a, a gamelan bell, or uh, something you'd definitely, definitely associated with spirituality, which was, of course, the intended effect for this track. I wanted to create uh, yoga video music. With that lovely delay that just lets it ring out once or twice after it's sounded. I've done a fair amount of traveling in Asia and there is such a sense of calm that descends on you when you walk into a temple complex where you often hear these kinds of sounds, gamelan bells, uh, metellophones. This is a a good ballpark to start at if you're trying to write something that is supposed to sound quote-unquote spiritual. So I selected this lovely bell sound to open up the track but it was a little bit sparse on its own and I decided to layer it up with a soft piano sound. So let's listen to that on its own. Exactly the same part, just lay it underneath for a little extra depth, here they are together. Great, so that supported that bell sound quite nicely Now it's time to move on to some harmony in the background to support this very simple lead melody line. Although even as I say that, I realize these types of tracks, soundtracks, are designed not... You shouldn't really think of them in terms of melody because that suggests something memorable. What we're trying to do here is actually the opposite. We're trying to calm the mind. We're trying to stop um, forcing or feeding the mind more stimulus in the form of melody. It's actually probably better to think of it this piano bell sound as just a color that's going on in the background that shouldn't be too memorable. The same is true for this beautiful atmospheric string pad combo going on in the background. Give it a listen on its own. Sounds just like an orchestra, but there is in fact something extra in there, which is a pad sound, an electronic sound. There are three layers going on there. Let me play them for you one by one, and then I'll play them together. First up, the high strings, just on their own. Followed up by the lower strings on their own. And lastly, the electronic pad sound. And one more time, all together, just so you can hear the full effect of these three layers. Breaking them into parts like this always makes me happy because it's my shot at convincing listeners that there's way more to soundtrack music than just uh, pushing and holding down preset patches. There is in fact a lot of selection at play and I felt that the organic strings, which are real recordings of live players, blended quite nicely with the electronic sound. In fact, that is a sound um, very common in soundtrack music today, the blending of orchestral and electronic Where do composers get their ideas? Well, quite frankly, ideas are always coming to you as a composer. um, So I've heard from others in my position. The real question is, how do you apply your expertise to translate these ideas into something that has value? Original work that has value. One method that I use is to flip a musical idea through different genres. For example, I might come up with a melody that I think works really well as a very subdued uh, orchestral flute arrangement, but then find that it works even better as a double-time indie rock song. So using your ability to see the whole landscape of music and to transplant uh, the musical idea into different categories and try them out one by one, is a very valuable tool for a composer and in fact this composition started out as a jazz piano um, snippet that I kind of came up with. Let me play it for you, the original idea which I still had when I opened up this project, this is how the same song sounded before. Doesn't sound great, but it was just the original little draft demo. Um, maybe we can do a better job. Let's try it out. That was closer to the original idea that I had in mind. But either way, it got morphed into this down-tempo, sunlight meditation track, which is often what happens when you open your mind up to the potential of something that you've written. If you're a punk rocker, you don't have to write punk rock. Sometimes you can stumble on something that is compositionally good, and I define that as being transferable to other genres while still also retaining its uh, memorability. In other words, that's the reason that you can play the music of The Beatles on a set of panpipes and it still sounds good. So experiment with different genres when you're writing, don't just stick to your original idea. Let's talk tempo. The main change that I've made from the jazz roots to the final outcome is to remove the fixed tempo grid. And sometimes it can sound better when you completely abandon the tempo limitations of a composition and you let it breathe organically without needing to get locked in to a fixed click or a fixed uh, BPM or a fixed rhythm. Now this track, Sunlight Meditation, for the most part I've abandoned the tempo completely and to illustrate that I'll play you some of the track now with a little click sound to accompany it. Pretty soon you'll notice that it goes out of time with the accompanying click. Here's what I mean. So far, so good, but now listen. Doesn't quite start on the beat. I hope it made sense there that as the song unravels, it really just drifts away from the beat that was set at the beginning. Uh fifty-five BPM is the tempo of the song, but by the end of the song it's anyone's guess. Why have I done this? Well, most of these decisions are subconscious. But I feel that by drifting away from the beat, you really reinforce the sense of being led by something natural, whether it's following the path through the forest or Um, the speed of your breath or an instructor or a guide or even a shaman of some kind, there's an unpredictability towards it which I feel is totally welcome in informing the spirit of this music. This is exactly what this tone that I'm trying to set is about. It's about um, letting go. It's about letting go of rigidity and letting go of the fixed tempo and the fixed rules that we have in place. And I sincerely hope that it comes through in the music. There is a fair amount of atmospheric reverb and delay, which I've used throughout this track. I'd like to play you just those effects on their own. In production, we call it just the wet effects. In other words, what you're going to hear now is as if you'd taken the orchestra out of the room and all you were hearing was the reverb. That they created without actually hearing the original sound of the strings so let's give that a listen it sounds very similar to the original see if you can spot the differences in the way that each note ends If you're listening closely, you'll notice that the repeating nature is much more obvious now. Ding, 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 ding. That's because you're listening only to the wet signal. It has been there the whole time, but your ear just trains in on the dry signal, which is louder and ends more abruptly. So when we listen to the final mix at the end, see if you can uh, hear both of those at the same time. That's one way to level up your listening skills. The last thing I'd like to touch on in this episode on sunlight meditation is just the power that silence has in music. Silence is a useful tool for creating anticipation, making the ear of the listener move in a little bit and um, really want whatever is coming next. Thank you for listening to How I Make Music. This is a weekly show in which I break down one of my original soundtracks. I do make uh, these soundtracks for the community of audio producers, such as podcasters, YouTubers, audio drama and audio fiction creators. And I encourage you to head over to my website and download these soundtracks and use them in your projects. Head over to johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. There's a library that you can search by keyword title mood or instrument hit me up on youtube with your comments search for how i make music podcast or check the link in the show notes i'd love to hear what you think of the show i'd love to hear how i can do it better and what you'd like to hear this is after all for you head over to spotify and apple podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts and search for how i make music this is episode number 39 i do them every week every wednesday i release a new one I'm also on Twitter, at John is the music. You can get in touch with me there. So now, let's listen to the full composition, Sunlight Meditation in its entirety. Thank you again for listening to How I Make Music, and I'll catch you next week.